With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Tonight's open topics night, folks, but we're going to start out with a couple of scriptures um, that I posted on Facebook this morning. And uh, since it's been such a long time since we were teaching Testament doctrine, but we're fixing to get back into it again, some people that come into the chat room um, are not familiar with New Covenant doctrine and why Brother Don rants and raves about his hobby horse. Jesus Christ all the time. See, I get, I, me and Brother Tony Adams was talking today, and he was talking about um, most preachers have a, a hobby horse, like um, certain folks want to talk about giants or some of the flat earth or some blah, blah, angels or some blah, this, that, and the other. And I said, yeah, I got a hobby horse too. My hobby horse is the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, some people come into this chat room, and they've been, to some of these people, all they want to talk about is the Jew all the time and all the problems of the Jew. And then others want to keep going back and forth trying to draw the lineage, making us the Israelites like they can't get it the first time through and they have to go reteach that. That's all they know, folks. They have no idea of the whole counsel of God. So we're going to go and we're going to read two verses very carefully and you'll understand. Because this is the way, this is, will be an example of putting New Testament doctrine together. Is you take something that one of the apostles says, especially the Apostle Paul, that he refers to over and over and over, and you know he's trying to get a point across, and it becomes doctrine, right? Like last night, I was, and Friday night, the um, directions I, were going, I was going was about, I always boil it down to about the Lord Jesus Christ, and serve in him, because that's what New Testament doctrine is all about, period. It, it plainly says that. 
and we're going to read a little bit of that in just a few minutes. But there, like I said, it's open topics. If anybody in the chat room has any kind of rebuttal they'd like to say or anything they want to talk about, the positive side, we'll do it. But we're going to start out the program with these two verses. But before we get started, Brother Dave, open us in a word of prayer. Yes. Father, we come tonight in Jesus' name and with grateful hearts, and we're reminded of the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and how he suffered and died for us that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and that his holiness would be imparted to us by the Spirit of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ that removes the sin from us. And we're grateful for that tonight, Lord, and I pray tonight that we would all come closer to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would all know more about him and that our knowledge of him and what he's done for us would cause us to love him and by this love that we would serve him and honor him and be faithful to him more than we have been prior to this meeting tonight. I pray that this meeting isn't a waste of time. It never is. But, Lord, I, I pray that you would be the one that speaks to us by the Holy Spirit, that you would be the one that teaches us, and it would truly be an event that we could look back to and say, yes, it started there, something new. It, it worked deeper there. It started to be evident more there. It, it started to become clear. And, Father, I give thanks for that, that we become evident as followers of Jesus Christ to those around us, that it become evident that we are those who have set aside ourselves to be separate, unto the Lord, to be separated to his call and to his service and not to the performance of the lust of the flesh and the, the joys of this life in the sense of the pleasures of this world that we would ignore and cast them aside for the pleasures of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. And tonight, Lord, I pray that these resolves become stronger in us. And I pray, Lord, that everyone who has a healing, that needs a healing tonight, that they would have that healing, Lord. And I pray to all those who are in pain, that their pain would fade away in the presence of the Lord. And I pray all these things in the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. 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 And as, la as it happens to be, last night, Brother Chad opening in prayer struck a chord with me in my spirit, and as Brother Dave was praying. I was thinking about the same thing. Folks, listen. You're, there, the way the Holy Spirit works, he doesn't dump a whole load on He doesn't bring a wheelbarrow full of stuff and dump it on your head at one time. Just get down and dirty. All right? Give, put it in street language. You might hear the same thing over and over and over again. And it may go over the top of your head in one ear and out the other or any way, any kind of illustration you want to use. And then all of a sudden, you hear it again, and it rings the bell. I'm always talking about that bell ringing, all right? It, it makes a mark, like Brother David was saying, in your life. It, there's a time when it rings true to you. Now... 
through my experience, I've had it happen all through my Christian life, and I usually it rings home when things are very, very, very bad. Hence the doctrine of Christian suffering. But I can tell you stuff that is purely word of God. The Lord says if we put it that when he sends his word out it'll not refer it'll not return unto him boy but it'll accomplish that which he intends it to accomplish. And it will. I believe every word of that. And that's why some stuff will sound repetitive to you. It will not sound repetitive to you if you're doing what's being said. It will be repetitive if it's never rang the bell. Okay? So, Brother Dave, I want you to read Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, I tell you what, instead of just reading verses 14 and 15 where Paul sums up what he's talking about, um, just start at verse 1. But I want you, when you get down to verse 14 and 15, I want you to emphasize on what Paul says in 14 and 15, and then I'll get Brother Chad in 12 and one of his memory verses. Okay, yes. Brother Dave, go right ahead. Second Corinthians 5, verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that, whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. In brackets, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Closed bracket. We are confident, I say, and willing, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Yeah, yeah, you hear Brother Don talks about all that, that all the time, being absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. The Lord. Is, that, is that your desire, or do you just want to keep on living in the flesh? See? Now, that'll go through. You, you'll say, you, you might say amen, and it'll go. You'll, as you're as it's going into one ear and out the other, you'll be saying amen, and it'll go out the other, and that's the last you'll think about it. Well, on that while. Paul was ready to go at any time. I mean, my goodness, he had his out-of-body experience and turned right around like a suicide and walked right back in where they just got through rocking his brains out. And he just got caught up to the third heaven. But anyway, that's just a side note. Continue on, Brother Dave. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that 
he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now, do you, do you follow Paul's line of thinking? Say, I'm, I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to show you something. You follow his context. He started off talking about death, all right, and we, we, that we put on another body. When we leave this body, our soulish body, the inward man puts on another body, a tabernacle made of God, a house made of God. So he's, it, the, the context is about death and service to the Lord. He's, he's, he started in the first four verses saying he'd rather be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And now he's, got, now he's talking about service for the Lord and about the eternal reward. He's starting to emphasize service for the Lord. And like we, we closed the program with last night, with therefore knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Continue, Brother Dave. Let's see how Paul winds up the same. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be, we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, all right, because, oh, stop right there for just a second. For the love of Christ constraineth us. That's what I was talking about last night when I was talking about for what he did for you and how those martyrs, the difference in the character and the way it was during the time of the Inquisition and the way it is today. And Paul's talking about here, for the love of Christ constraineth us. What love is he talking about, see? If you understand this love, it, motiv- it should motivate you if the Spirit dwells in you. And right up above there, he, he made the difference between those that, that do it in appearance instead of by doing it in my heart, in verse 12. Okay? So just follow along with his way of, of, his way of teaching here. Start at, verse, at the beginning of verse 14, of brother, again. Because in verse 15, he's going to drive it home. That, that the very point that I'm always, through the Spirit of God and God's help, trying to get across to the hearers of this program and this fellowship. Continue, Brother Dave. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then, we, then we're all dead, and that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Do you see how simple that was to understand, or do you really get it? Verse 14, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, Paul says, him and Timothy and Silas, the ones that dealt with the Corinthians. For we thus judge that if one died for all, talking about Christ, then we're all dead. In other words, they were, we're all dead in trespasses and sin. 
And the ones that are alive, he's going to talk about, like he starts talking about here in verse 15, and that he died for all, that they which liveth, new birth, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him, Jesus Christ, which died for them that liveth, rebirth, and rose again. Now, how many times would you have read through that and not understood the context and what Paul was trying to get across? Let's hear him put it in different words. Well, just go ahead and finish the check. Go ahead and finish it, Brother Dave, and, and let him continue on. This paragraph Mark starts in verse 16. But that's yes. his first point he's getting across. We're not supposed to live for ourselves. That's reckon yourselves dead. That's Pauline doctrine. But alive under Christ, he says in other places that we'll get into in the, in the coming months in the New Testament doctrine series, okay? That, and that, that's, you're not hearing that. That's doctrine that's not taught anymore. That's denying self. And that's, a hard, that's hard to do, especially in the, in, in the era we live in today. Is it just words or does, is it, is, does the Spirit bring it home? Because we're going to hear Paul say it in a different way to the Romans in just a few minutes. Continue on, Brother Dave, at the paragraph, Mark, verse 16. Verse 16. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. You think I was making it up when I talked about the ones that liveth was the new birth? <laughs> Folks, you, you, and, I, and I speak as a fool right now. I, I'm speaking as a, as a blatant fool when I say what I'm fixing to say. You're not going to get nothing out of the epistles over on, on me, okay? Nothing. Nothing that Paul wrote down. Don't even try. But I would love for you to. It would be fun. Because that's where your daily living resides in the Pauline epistles. It doesn't reside in Peter's writing. It doesn't reside in James's writing. Even though you use what they wrote along with the mysteries revealed to Paul to find out your doctrine, which we will do in the coming months. Because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be truly furnished unto all good works. First Timothy one sixteen or two sixteen. I may have got the reference wrong. Continue on, brother Dave. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold. All things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of 
reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God. You have to be reconciled to God to be to get the new creature, folks. Paul's preaching, his evangelistic preaching, be ye reconciled to God. Anybody else telling you to be reconciled to God? Or are they trying to tell you you're already there? You don't. There's nothing to it. Hmm? Is that what you hear? Where you stray around? I know it is for some of you. Because I know where you stray around to. <laughs> I just wonder which one you believe. And if so, be the Spirit of God does dwell in you that you could even understand what's being said now. I know what the reprobates teach. Continue, Brother David. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And that's where you get his righteousness is in Christ. See, that's the question you should ask yourself if you have no clue what we're talking about. How do you get in Christ? Because Paul's done told you, everybody was dead in trespasses and sin. Tells you that when he's given his theological discourse in the book of Romans. In the first six chapters, that all are sinners, like Isaiah says, that all are dead in trespasses and sin. And the only way to get the righteousness of God was to be in Christ Jesus. That's how you put on the righteousness of God. That's what makes you sinless, is to be in Jesus Christ. So Paul went from serving and how you should serve to winding up preaching and telling you you needed to be reconciled to God and telling you that the way you got God's righteousness was to be in Jesus Christ. That's what that one important chapter taught. Now, let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 12 in Romans, and let's watch Paul put it across in a different way about your servitude for Jesus Christ. Henceforth that no man shall live any more unto himself, but unto him that died for him and rose again. So let's see how Paul puts it in Romans when he was writing to the Romans in chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Brother Chad's memory verses, okay? All right, Brother Chad, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Amen. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable. It's nothing above reason. Why is it reasonable? For what you, Brother Dave, just read to you in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Since he died for all, then him that liveth should no more live unto himself, but live unto him that died for him and rose again. That's doctrine, folks. That's New Testament Bible-believing doctrine period 
and everybody does everything they can possibly do in the flesh, and they're manipulating mind tricks to get around it. And you will never get around it, and especially at the judgment seat of Christ. Why do you think Paul evoked the terror of the Lord? Back in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians. A reasonable service. See, there's where your standards come in that, I, that we've been talking about the last three programs. Where do you set your standard? How low has it gone? Or how low would you go? Or how high would you go? See, my preaching and my teaching, by the grace of God, I put that standard out way out on the limb. And if I can get you to bring your standards halfway, you're a million miles ahead of almost 100, I said almost, 100% of people that claim to be Christian. See, being crafty, I catch you with God, see. I make no bones about what I do. It is with malice of forethought that the Holy Spirit drive this nail home in your heart to where it evokes action. And it'll only evoke action in a new creature. It will not evoke action in somebody that's dead in trespasses and sin because they will never understand or get it. Who in the world tells you to present your body a living sacrifice? Where do you get that at? When you stroll along the old internet, you'll get it in some places. There's still some Bible-believing Christians left. You though they may be. When I said a minority last night, folks, I'm in a minority in the greatest sense of the word. There's so much false clamor out there that that appeals to the flesh and appeals to the fleshy mind and not the spiritual mind. That appeals to that old dead carcass that you carry around, if so be the new man has been revived in you. And the candle has been lit. Because if it hadn't, you don't understand a word I'm saying. And it has no effect on you whatsoever. Because the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. He can't even understand them because they're spiritually discerned. Continue, Brother Chad. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Bingo. Be ye not conformed to this world. That old reprobate Spears, that's all he's talking about, is hating the world, hating the world, hating the world. I wonder why Brother Don does that. You see? I've just told you a while ago. You set your standards according to what the world will accept and what it will not accept. Am I right or wrong? See, only you know the answer to that. 
you'll set your standards to where you'll be acceptable out there among the people you associate with. You don't want to be a reject, do you? Because that hurts, doesn't it? You don't want to be called a bad name. That hurts, right? So you associate with the ones that think like you do. Where nobody be calling you on the carpet. Instead of worrying about the Father calling you on the carpet for disobedience to his plain, clear admonitions in his book. And the ones that see it and don't like it, they'll go and try to change it. Brother David, go to First John chapter 2, start at verse 15. Okay. A little repetition never hurt anybody, especially when they ain't paying no attention to it or acting in times past. First John chapter 2, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Wow, what a strong statement. Oh, you better run to the Greek and try to change that one. Guess what? You can't. <laughs> uh, oh, why don't you love this world? Because the God of this world is Satan. That's why. Not the Jew. It's Satan. A flesh and bone entity that can transform himself into an angel of light. So, Paul says, be ye not conformed. Now, the words nonconformist, he's a nonconformist. You better believe it. I've been called a nonconformist all of my life. And I praise God for every time I've been slammed and slandered as a nonconformist. Hey, I'm a nonconformist even in the Bible college where I went to Bible school. I didn't tow the party line. If I'd have towed the party line, I'd be taken care of and wouldn't be on here. But I'm not going to get into it. Depending, nothing. I've had to have it made. But I don't tow the party line. I tow the word of God. And make no compromise and apologies for it. And will never make apologies for it. Go bow and do likewise. Dismiss us in a word of prayer, Brother Chad. Let's get off here tonight. We'll pick it back up Friday night when we get into Genesis chapter 1. Sure thing. Heavenly Father, we give you uh, all the glory, Lord, for our time tonight. In your word, Lord, may we meditate on it and, and love you, Lord, first and foremost with all our heart, mind, and soul, Lord. We have no purpose here, Lord, except for what you've given us, Lord. With you, we have no life. With you, we would be perpetually in sin, damned for all eternity, Lord. 
Yes. We give you thanks for the blood that you've shed and you've covered us in, Lord, making yourself sin for us, nailing it to the cross for all of time. Yes, Father. The work that is done, you said it was finished, it was finished, Lord. But that doesn't mean we can sit back, Lord. We do have to keep going on, Lord. Our short three score and ten or whatever you give us here, Lord, that we have, we give our our bodies to you, Lord, and our minds. This What we have is yours. We were bought by you. We are owned by you. And don't let us forget, us forget it, Lord, what you've done for us. If you love us, Lord, you said you would, you would rebuke us and you would chasten us and you would turn us around, Lord, or at least give us the opportunity to know that, you, that we're loved. You said that if, if we weren't, that we were bastards, Lord. And I know for myself and, and many of the brethren in, in the chat room and in the assembly here, Lord, we're, we are loved by you, Lord. We know we have things that, we, that, that, you do to, that you allow to happen. We don't know why, but we rejoice, Lord. We rejoice that you love us enough to set us straight and to give us what your will wants us to have, Lord. It's not about what we want. It's not about us being part of this world, Lord. This world is, like we were talking earlier, Lord, you made it beautiful. You made it beautiful, but the people that are here, Lord, make it ugly. And it's a terrible place. And you know what we have to go through, Lord. And we bear your cross, Lord. As we soldier on, we will never, ever, uh, we would never, ever not praise you, Lord. Whenever we have the chance, we say, Jesus Christ, we love Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Lord. You are the Lord of lords, and you are the King of kings. This is your story. This is your book. This is your kingdom. And we are your servants. Do with us as you will, Lord. For we love you. And even so, Jesus, come, Lord. If you came right now, that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be too soon, Lord. Let's put it that way. We love you and we look forward to that time that, that you come, Lord. And, and we pray that we have the opportunity to, to return, Lord. And to continue glorifying your name and studying your word and edifying ourselves, Lord. Let that Holy Spirit in us be edified by what we've heard and what we've learned tonight, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit do the work in us. Help us separate our outward man from our inward man, Lord. Let us dwell on the inward man, for we would rather be outside of our body and with you, Lord, sitting in those heavenly places. If we could just see what it... If we could just see what you see, Lord, one day we will. Till that day we love you, in, in your precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen. 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 And you may ask, well, this sure was short, folks. I just, listen, that's enough for you to chew on for the next five years in a short period of time. Okay? You didn't hear no air-tickling doctrine. You didn't hear no woo-woo stuff tonight. I was just following. I was just being obedient. The Lord said, cut it off. I cut it off. On top of that, folks got to work tomorrow. But the prerequisite to the last verse that was read, you'll never know the will of God till you do the first prerequisite first. 
That's present your body a living sacrifice. See, there's a prerequisite of presenting your body, being not conformed to this world, that ye may know. See, ye may not know if you don't do the first two things. So that's why you have real Christians, real new creatures in Christ, struggling around, walking around in circles, ear, listening to ear-tickling crap that feels good in the flesh, sends their imaginations off in different directions, instead of dealing with what's the most important. That's what's going to last for eternity. Good night, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful week. Lord willing and God permitting and health permitting, we will be back Friday night and we will start teaching the book of Genesis and Genesis, the introduction to Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1, part 1. I can assure you it'll be part 1. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's, I look forward to it, and I know Brother Dave does too, and Brother Chad and Brother Kevin as well. Plus, a Brother David Hummel has been asking about it, so I know he does as well. Good night, everyone. Love you. Keep me in your prayers. By the way, I want you folks to pray for Sister Sue Adams. She's going it'll be going into yes. surgery the 1st of April. And don't forget her when you pray, please. I ask of you, Brother Tony as well, the whole Adams family, they are... They are huge. they are supporters of this ministry, and they are faithful as the sun coming up in the morning. Okay, so please remember them when you pray, as well as as Mrs. Lipsy, Steve Lipsy's mother. She's doing a little bit better, and he appreciates your prayers as well for himself and his family. So I ask that from you, please, and pray for pray for Brother Sergio as well. Love each and every one of you, and Lord willing and help permitting, we will be here. Friday night with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, part 1. Okay? Good night, everybody. Good night. Good job, guys. Appreciate you very much. See you this coming Friday night, Lord willing. Good night, all.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.